0: STORY NUMBER SEVEN OF HOUSEHOLD TALES This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. Recording by Melvin Lee Household Tales by Jacob and Willem Grimm Translated by Margaret Hunt The Good Bargain There was once a peasant who had driven his cow to the fair and sold her for seven thalers. On the way home he had to pass a pond and already from afar he heard the frogs crying ache 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 well said he to himself they're talking without rhyme or reason it is seven that i have received not eight when he got to the water he cried to them stupid animals that you are don't you know better than that it is seven thalers and not eight the frogs however stood there ache 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 come then if you won't believe it i can count it out for you and he took his money out of his pocket and counted out the seven thalers, always reckoning four and twenty groschen to a thaler. The frogs, however, paid no attention to his reckoning but still cried, Ache, 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 ache! What! cried the peasant, quite angry, Since you are determined to know better than I, count it yourselves. And he threw all the money into the water to them. He stood still and wanted to wait until they were done and had brought him his own again. But the frogs maintained their opinion and cried continually ache 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 and besides that did not throw the money out again he still waited a long while until evening came on and he was forced to go home then he abused the frogs and cried you water-splashers you thick-heads you googly eyes you have great mouths and you can screech till you hurt one's ears but you cannot count seven thalers do you think I'm going to stand here till you get done?" And with that he went away. But the frog still cried, Ache, 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 ache!' after him, till he went home quite angry. After a while he bought another cow, which he killed, and he made the calculation that if he sold the meat well he might gain as much as the two cows were worth, and having the skin into the bargain. When therefore he got to the town with the meat, A great troop of dogs were gathered together in front of the gate, with a large greyhound at the head of them, which jumped at the meat, sniffed at it, and barked, Wow, wow, wow! As there was no stopping him, the peasant said to him, Yes, yes, I know quite well that thou art saying, Wow, 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 because thou wantest some of the meat, but I should fare badly if I were to give it to thee. The dog, however, answered nothing but, Wow, wow! Wilt thou promise not to devour it all then, and wilt thou go bail for thy companions? Wow, 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 said the dog. Well, if thou insist on it, I will leave it for thee. I know thee well, and know who is thy master. But this I tell thee, I must have my money in three days, or else it will go ill with thee. Thou must just bring it out to me. Thereupon he unloaded the meat and turned back again. The dogs fell upon it and loudly barked wow wow the countryman who heard them from afar said to himself park now they all want some but the big one is responsible to me for it when three days had passed the countryman thought to-night my money will be in my pocket and was quite delighted but no one would come to pay it there is no trusting anyone now said he and at last he lost patience and went into the town to the butcher and demanded his money. The butcher thought it was a joke, but the peasant said, "'Jesting apart, I will have my money. Did not the great dog bring you the whole of the slaughtered cow three days ago?' Then the butcher grew angry, snatched a broomstick, and drove him out. "'Wait a while,' said the peasant, "'till there is some justice in the world,' and went to the royal palace and begged for an audience." he was led before the king, who sat there with his daughter, and asked him what injury he had suffered. At last said he, the frogs and the dogs have taken from me what is mine, and the butcher has paid me for it with a stick, and he related at full all that had happened. Thereupon the king's daughter began to laugh heartily, and the king said to him, I cannot give you justice in this, but you shall have my daughter to wife for it. In her whole life she has never yet laughed as she has just done at thee, and I have promised her to him who could make her laugh. Thou mayest thank God for thy good fortune. Who? Oh, answered the peasant. I will not have her. But I have a wife already, and she is one too many for me. When I get home it is just as bad as if I had a wife standing in every corner. Then the king grew angry and said, Thou art a bore." Ah, Lord King, replied the peasant, what can you expect from an ox but beef? Stop, answered the king. Thou shalt have another reward. Be off now, but come back in three days, and then thou shalt have five hundred counted out in full. When the peasant went out by the gate, the sentry said, Thou hast made the king's daughter laugh, so thou wilt certainly receive something good. Yes, that is what I think, answered the peasant. Five hundred are to be counted out to me hark thee said the soldier give me some of it what canst thou do with all that money as it is thou said the peasant thou shalt have two hundred present thyself in three days time before the king and let it be paid to thee a jew who was standing by and heard the conversation ran after the peasant held him by the coat and said oh wonder what a luck child thou art i will change it for thee i will change it for thee into small coins what dost thou want with the great thalers? Jew, said the countryman, three hundred canst thou still have. Give it to me at once in coin. In three days from this, thou wilt be paid for it by the king. The Jew was delighted with the prophet, and brought the sum in bad groschen, three of which were worth two good ones. After three days had passed, according to the king's command, the peasant went before the king. Pull off his coat, said the latter. "'and he shall have his five hundred. "'Ah!' said the peasant. "'They no longer belong to me. "'I presented two hundred of them to the sentinel, "'and three hundred the Jew has changed for me. "'So by right, nothing at all belongs to me.' "'In the meantime, the soldier and the Jew "'entered and claimed what they had gained from the peasant, "'and the received blows strictly counted out. "'The soldier bore it patiently "'and knew already how it tasted. "'But the Jew said sorrowfully, alas alas are these the heavy thalers the king could not help laughing at the peasant and as all his anger was gone he said as thou hast already lost thy reward before it fell to thy lot i will give something in the place of it go into my treasurer chamber and get some money for thyself as much as thou wilt the peasant did not need to be told twice and stuffed into his big pockets whatsoever would go in Afterwards he went to an inn and counted out his money. The Jew had crept after him and heard how he muttered to himself, That rogue of a king has cheated me after all. Why could he not have given me the money himself, and then I should have known what I had? How can I tell now if what I have had luck put into my pockets is right or not? Good heaven, said the Jew to himself, That man is speaking disrespectfully of our lord, the king. I will run in and inform, and then I shall get a great reward, and he shall be punished as well. When the king heard of the peasant's words, he fell into a passion and commanded the Jews to go and bring the offender to him. The Jew ran to the peasant. You are to go at once to the Lord King in the very clothes you have on. I know what's right better than that, answered the peasant. I shall have a new coat made first. Dost thou think that a man with so much money in his pocket? is to go there in his ragged old coat the jew as he saw that the peasant would not stir without another coat and as he feared that if the king's anger cooled he himself would lose his reward and the peasant his punishment said i will out of pure friendship lend thee a coat for the short time what will people not do for love the peasant was contented with this Put the Jew's coat on and went off with him. The king reproached the countryman because of the evil speaking of which the Jew had informed him. Ah, said the peasant, what a Jew says is always false. No true word ever comes out of his mouth. That rascal there is capable of maintaining that I have his coat on. What is that? shrieked the Jews. Is the coat not mine? Have I not lent it to thee out of pure friendship? In order that thou might appear before the Lord King, when the King heard that he said, "The Jew has assuredly deceived one or the other of us, either myself or the peasant, and he again ordered something to be counted out to him in hard thalers. The peasant, however, went home in the good coat with the good money in his pocket, he said to himself, "This time I have hit it End of story seven.